Happy New Year 2020. Wow, it is a new decade and I'm so excited to welcome you all to Simple Beauty, the podcast. I am praying that this is our greatest, most fruitful, intentional year that we have ever had. I am your host, Miss August, and this is the place where we come to explore, examine, and enlighten ourselves on the ever-changing evolution of beauty. And we do not sit here and talk about makeup the whole time. See, no. Here on Simple Beauty, the podcast, we are all about making sure that we make ourselves over from the inside and out, child, because we don't have time for bad skin. And with that being said, I'm so excited about discussing goals versus intentions with you guys on Simple Beauty here and Beauty is In. I'm so excited to go to Make Me Under and give you an intentional skincare routine. And then what burns me up, child, y'all already know, Father God. It's irritating. And so with that being said, I'm good, Okay. We're good, I'm good, but I have something to say. So get ready for some tomfoolery, some truth, some theory, some tea, some tricks, on some trickers, baby. Let's go. So this week on Simple Beauty, the podcast, Miss August finds beauty in being reactive. Now, I find that knowing your boundaries and staying true to what makes you peaceful actually makes the most sense when we speak about how are you being reactive to a situation how are you reacting to your child's works how are you reacting to your parenting how are you reacting to your parents how are you reacting to your husband or wife how are you reacting to your friends is it impulsive or is the timing not necessary for you to just be that impulsive see what I find is that what happens is is if you make time to make peace within yourself, whatever comes, whatever triumphs, whatever whatever victories that come, they always come and they come with a reaction and a timing. You can choose to react boldly. You can choose to react very meek. But the thing is, is that you have the choice of the reaction and the timing. I cannot sit here and tell you guys how Many times I have argued with people at the top of my lungs, and it did nothing. Argue with people down to debate after debate after debate, and they have never seen, like, my opinion about anything. And it's that is actually the problem. Like, me being in situations where I really did have the choice that, you know, do I gather myself and my thoughts and present this because this can possibly be like a life-altering conversation between me and my mom, me and my friend, me and my cousin, me and my sister, me and my best friend. Like, can this be that? Or do I just go balls to the wall because I'm sick and tired of it and I just need to react so they can take me serious? Never worked. Never worked. And I have seen the power of timing and how timing really does hone in and say, you know what, give yourself a second. Because you're wasting your time by screaming. You're wasting your time by not gathering your thoughts. You're wasting your time by not being heard because all you want to do is be reactive. Like me not responding to people, they miss it all the time because they want you to be reactive. They want you to respond. They do things for those actions. But I can't give it to them. Not no more. Not in 2019. Not in 2018. Not in 2020, baby. I have been a working progress as it pertains to me just trying to be less reactive and do things in time and, and make sure that my friendships that are lifelong and my parenting is awesome and you know that I'm just not mad 
even when it comes time to doing like business decisions, instead of me just responding and being like, oh, you're not just going to pay me X amount of dollars to do X, Y, and Z. You know, we'll always just do it for free. But that is what timing does. That is what timing does. It does not mislead you. It actually catapults you into the designated place that you're supposed to be in because instead of you being reactive and being like in a negative mind space that these people are literally playing with me about offering me this amount of money to do this type of job. It does not give that all the time. We actually can destroy deals that way. We actually can just destroy how we wholeheartedly move forward with another business deal that may come after that. So we just have to be very very cognizant and I cannot tell you this however I'm so blessed to be around certain people who pour into my life to say that you know certain situations that happen to me you know this doesn't happen by you know like circumstance this is actually happening because it's teaching you a lesson this is actually happening because God wants to test you in areas where you think you have grown from yeah God can say that you are this and he can build you up to this and you can practice in these areas, but you can say a thousand things positive. And if a person doesn't like you or if a person doesn't see it for you or if like a person just does not want to think of you in the same light, in the same peace that you govern yourself, the reality is, is that you can be perceived as negative. And I don't really find being perceived as negative a bad thing because I only can greet people at their thinking like sometimes people have seen traumatization and negativity their whole lives so what they don't know is what they don't know and we all don't know what we don't know but what I do know is that the more education you have the more enlightened you become the more peace you have with your traumas the more progressive you can be the more people you forgive the more things that you can forget that it hurts you in certain ways that you do so the more of the story is that if your heart is black and your hand is tight baby karma is lackluster to you karma is not unbe- it's unbecoming to you it's actually something that you cannot even sift to be a good thing However, but if your heart is light and if your hands are open and if your mind is free from negativity and is pushed in the opposition of negativity, what you see is different. The light that you touch is a brighter light. The light that you see is not dim. The cup that you drink from is not half full, baby. It gives very much of you just do not worry. What you do is you let God vindicate you and you also look at your reactions and your timing and you make sure that you are pleasing one to God and then two to yourself. Like who wants to keep on disappointing themselves? Like a lot of people that I know and a lot of people that I mentor, a lot of people that I see are very reactive sometimes, you know. We can have a plethora of conversations about business, about friendships, about spouses. And it's like, is this how I should react? And I'm always like, child, just take a breath. And is that reaction going to paint out a different perception if you just pace yourself in your timing? That's all you have to do. And, you know, to me, I find so much beauty in not being reactive and finding a sense of beauty in timing because your integrity will deem yourself like 
it will deem you in yourself and damaging works doesn't do anything but damage other people it damages yourself it damages your productivity it just damages everything so this week on simple beauty the podcast miss august finds beauty and timing and being less reactive i think that it is such a gifted art that we all should try to take home on all of the ways that things can shift our energy, all of the ways that think things could shift our attributes and our thinking. Think more of yourself. Think bolder. Think brighter. Think that a person could never move you from you. You deserve that. You need that. And you also need to govern yourself accordingly. So let's move on, y'all. So this is a portion in the program where I have decided to let you guys know that you, yes, you can advertise your event, your business, your products, all here on Simple Beauty, the podcast. Contact simplebeautyworld at gmail.com for further instructions. And we will be sure to let you guys have a space right here, baby. Bye. Welcome to Unicorn Tales, you guys. Listen, if this is your first time at Simple Beauty Podcast, or if this is your first time just just listening, and I have forego unicorn tails for episode after episode. Listen, now work with me, work with me. I just don't like to delve into mess all the time. And most times, when I click on the shade room or when I click on CNBC, like the news is just not. I just don't want to talk about it. But I have made it my business for the first for the first episode to make sure I find us at least two unicorn tails. And, baby, they just came to me. I have no idea why I went to the shaderoom.com and clicked on entertainment, and I had to see this mess. But if you don't know what unicorn tails are, unicorn tails are Simple Beauty, the podcast way of just expressing what's going on, the hot topics in the community of entertainment, media, and, you know, politics, however it goes, we flow. But listen, everything we say here is a legend, baby. Don't sue us, sue yourself. And with that being said, I want to just go ahead because I have two unicorn tails and I have something to say. Journalists have to stop and apologize after receiving backlash for commenting negatively about Blue Ivy's looks. Now, I don't want to just call them journalists because these are journalists that are world-renowned as it pertains to the um, the place that they, they, they send their things. It's a Vanity Fair writer named Kay Austin Collins and a Harper's Bazaar web editor, Violet Luca, set off like a, a controversy according to, you know, the shade room. And I feel a way because they decided to go on Twitter and just have this little derogatory, nasty comment exchange thread and think that it was cool to talk about seven-year-old Blue Ivy and the way that she looks. And I have an issue because not only did they say that she was unattractive, but what else did they say? They said that she looks very similar to her father and that she's an ugly duckling. Now, I don't know about you. But when I saw this article, I said there's no way in the world I'm about to discuss Blue Ivy and the way that she looks on this podcast because that will be me adding to the media of this nonsense. But when I thought about it, I said I got a few words. And so I'm about to let y'all know what these journalists said down to Vanity Fair and down to Harper's Bazaar. Kay Austin Collins said, I have a feeling the Jay-Z jeans are about to really hit Blue Ivy, and I really feel sorry for her. Luca from Harper's Bazaar, came back and said, they haven't already, question mark, 
Collins came back and said, you're right, but she's lucky. If it happens now, she'll definitely grow out of it. Get the ugly duckling face overdone er early. Yeah. And then Violet came back and said, or she'll just get plastic surgery at 16 like Kylie Jenner and we'll all have to pretend that she's always looked that way. I can't allow myself to feel sorry for the incredibly rich. So you know me. Oh, you don't. Let's get to know each other. Me personally, I went on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't frequent often, but I do want to make sure that in 2020, I am on there more. Because I got to click and look around and start to Google what a Kate Austin Collins look like and what a Violet Luca, Luca look like. And baby, if y'all want to talk about somebody attributes, looks, or anything, I'd rather y'all just stick to journalism. With that being said... They wanted to apologize. And guess what I'm not doing? Reading their apology. Because they meant what they said. Yep. They meant what they said. One of them tried to give to the tune of, I was just cleaning my apartment. And then I just felt away. You know, I just wanted to do something petty. And they didn't care. And she also acknowledged that she was being ugly, old, and racist. Because that's what Twitter did to her. Twitter called her ugly, old, and racist. And since this is Simple Beauty, the podcast, guess what I'm going to let you know? That I feel the same way they do. I have no time. I have no time for y'all to think that y'all going to ever discuss the dynasty of Blue Ivy. A seven-year-old young woman with hair that you could never imagine having. With parents that you did not grow up with. And that's why the, you act the way that you act. I have nothing for you. I want Vanity Fair. And I also want Harper's Bazaar. Hmm, I don't read y'all. It's paid. Moving on. I just want to bring it on down to my hometown. If you all know, I am a Washingtonian. I was born, raised, and I still live here and pay property tax, baby. Listen, a D.C. elementary school teacher wanted to apologize after black students were asked to play slaves. Yeah, I said what I said. Did you hear what I said? A D.C. elementary school apologizes after black students were asked to play slaves. I got this off the shade room, too. And I said, you know what? This is a good article. I didn't see this down to Fox 5 News. Oh, let me just get a black students. At Lafayette Elementary School, in the middle of a lesson in social studies class about the Civil War and the reconstruction of such, were asked to drink from a segregated water fountain, one of the students, and then black students were also asked to read an article titled A Nation Divided. It was during this time that they were placed in small group assignments, and some black students were asked to play roles that are inappropriate and harmful. Several students complained to the, to the faculty mm -hmm, that they felt uncomfortable about playing those roles and asked them. The principal came in and said they just wanted to write a letter before they went off to that, that, that winter break, right, two days before Christmas, that partially stated that the members of the black fifth grade student body should not have ever been taxed with acting out or portraying different perspectives of enslavement. And guess what I'm not doing? Reading the statement that the school sent out because you know what 
I do not believe that the principal had ill intent on how she sent out the statement. It was amazing because she said something to the tune of that, that she believes that the importance of teaching painful history with sensitivity and social awareness is important. But they fell short of their values with that lesson. Now, this is for this teacher because I actually have nothing for you, sis. To me, I feel so insulted that this is going on in 2020. I don't know what y'all drinking, what type of water y'all have come to with in y'all D.C. public school education, what y'all think is acceptable, but I have no clue as to why you think it is, it is formidable for you to sit here and not only disrespect the community, the community, of your school in the community of your classroom teacher but you feel like it's cool for all of us to just be here chained to other human bodies for several months in the bottom of a deceased infested ship during the middle of a passage we lose our language and some of our customs and traditions and then we pick up a language called English as best as we could and we work free of charge from sunup to sundown as we washed our baby soul from out of our arms and women raped ruthlessly and repeatedly by slave owners then they took us and left us with no names no birth certificate no heritages of any kind we had to brave the underground railroad survive the civil war to enter sharecropping and then we had to learn to read and write and share our will and determination while we were still being forced down to the kkk these are all things that not only did my ancestors have to go through but these are things that you should be teaching and to yourself Let's be clear. It's not I want to teach the community. I want to see. I want you guys to feel how your ancestors feel. No, we felt, sis. What you should have did, uh-huh, was divide. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. You should have divided the classroom and had your other students of other ethnicities that have not had ancestors that felt those things and went through those things, they should have played the slaves. Let's be clear. As a matter of fact, you should have reenacted this, sis, because I know there ain't no black teacher that was in a Lafayette elementary school that wanted to give what that gave. I am upset, yeah. I saw that article, yeah. And, but guess what? I'm good, because I said what I had to say, and I meant it. I don't want to see no more. I don't want to see this happen again. I don't want to ever read another article about this. I don't know where we are going to get when we get to a point in society that, you know what, y'all have came to D.C. Yeah, you chose to come. You saw that the market was going to do well, and you also saw that it will be lucrative for you to invest in these people, but you don't have to work here. You don't have to work in these underserved communities. You actually don't have to go to private school and try to teach on something that you are unbeknownst to. You are not a black woman teacher and your school should be ashamed of themselves and I want y'all to sit up there and do better with y'all curriculum and how y'all pass through these assignments and how you pass through all of these things they should not just be able to just have these type of things going on in the school system and you don't know that this is one of the lessons plans. Don't trust them that bad. They just got their degrees, and they're the same age as these kids. And if one of them would have knocked them, you know what, August, move on. Listen, 
I'm good for unicorn tails, okay? I know I went off slightly, but I felt the way, and I had to make sure y'all knew to not play with Blue Ivy. And also, do not play with this black culture, black experience, this awesome magnitude of people that we are. My nose is wide. My lips are huge, baby, but I feel good about it. It's nothing to be ashamed about. I don't know many things, but what I do know is that I will not allow anybody to disrespect the community at hand because it's so disparaging and it's so sad because we have so many people who root for us, who actually believe in us, who actually are good with making sure that they are equally yoked with us. Like the, it, the, It's not a racist thing all the time, but when you get these stories and you try to figure out why you think it's funny to pick on a seven-year-old, beautiful, wealthy baby heiress of a throne that you could never yeah, it gives that. And then for you to just sit up there and think that it's cool to reenact slavery, like, come on now, sis, like, do better. God bless your heart and all your parts. Let's move on to Make Me Under Baby. So this is Make Me Under Baby. I'm so excited about this tip that I have for you guys. Since it is 2020, I'm so excited because what I want you to focus on, you know what I'm saying, down to the new year, is making sure that we are more intentional about establishing a skincare routine. Now, I know this is a lot, you know, because reality is, is that a lot of people just get up, they wash up, and they use soap to wash their face. I think that is tumultuous because I just know that it is. And so with that being said, I want everybody to make time in January to take a trip down to the drugstore store child yeah the drugstore gonna do you real good you want to know why because there are a litany of products like Aveno and Shea Moisture child the Target section will really get you together okay you know I love Target every time you watch me on Instagram I go in Target and I mess my bank account up and listen I don't feel no way about it I'm actually unapologetic about it but that beauty section does wonders they have all manners of masks they have all manners of all types of skincare routines that you can ever think of. So I really think establishing a skincare routine in 2020 should be one of our main goals. Like, who wants to have molars and messed up skin? And, like, we're getting too old. And even if you are young listening, don't keep falling asleep with makeup on your face. See what I'm saying? Take that makeup off every day. And what you do after you take that makeup off is you establish a skincare routine. Your skincare routine should start with you removing your makeup with makeup wipes. Okay, you don't wear makeup, you wear Vaseline. All right, this is for you. What you need to do is remove it from your face. I want you to then start with a cleanser. Now, this cleanser can go on whatever type of skin you have. So you go to Target, and if you have normal skin, which you don't see, a whole bunch of excess oils guess what you can do put those right on down to the cart so you take you and you get you a good old wash for your skin okay after you wash your skin we want to always make sure that we're moisturizing see now I do a double wash because yes I do do make wear makeup but I also want to make sure that I'm getting all of it off and then I also want to make sure that I'm more intentional about making sure that not only is it off but I'm cleansing again because I know what type of skin I've had child the pores do one twos and threes so with that being said I I think that after you wash your skin with your gentle cleanser, please, whether you have acne prone, oily skin, normal skin, dry skin, find your cleanser and get it off. Then go back in with another cleanser. This is what I do, a micellar cleanser, which is like a water-based cleanser that gets the rest off. Okay? After you do that, you want to pick a moisturizer 
a serum, something that you can go back in on your skin so you can just replenish. Make sure that it has some vitamin in there that will do your skin some good. Like sometimes I use like a vitamin K serum because it helps with my like my veins or my face that I'm trying to figure out where they came from. Like, where they come from? Where are the veins about? And, you know, my esthetician, she recommended that I use a vitamin K. But so, you know, I have my little routine. So if you don't get anything, you don't take anything away from Make Me Yonder. Just make sure you're washing your face at night, okay? And don't wash it once. Make sure you remove all the impurities and all the dirt from your skin. And I think that is a great tip for Make Me Yonder, our first one of 2020. You guys let me know what you're doing. See, me personally, I go to my esthetician so I get my skincare from her. But I am on a serious regimen so i do go down to neutrogena cleansing wraps or free or free down to the wipes for the face and if i don't use that i have a shea moisture one to get you very natural not many chemicals not many ingredients get her off and then i go down to you know foam enzyme you know wash and then i go over to serum and then i moisturize and that's my night it does not take me a long time but i get it done and my skin is gorgeous I'm flawless with makeup. I'm flawless without it, and I'm grateful, and I'm going to keep it up. You guys do that same thing for 2020. So let's move on, y'all, to what burns me up, child. So this week on what burns me up, child, I have two things, you know, because I'm always on a steady mission trying to figure out why people do the things that they do. And I'm a star here because I have been to a litany of Christmas events, mm-hmm. holiday events, extravagances, things and things and things and things and things. I can't stand cold chicken. Cold fried chicken burns me up so bad. I cannot understand. If you're going to have a piece of fried chicken, it needs to come from out Greece. There's not a burner in the world that is going to heat that chicken up to correct temperature to give very much down to crystal hot sauce. It don't work like that. Mm-mm. Wears me out. With that being said, I don't like people serving fried chicken at events if it's not coming out out the grease. Listen, let me tell y'all something about how my family do it down to any event. Joyce, she on play. She down to the down to the deep fry. As they come out, they pass the chicken out. It gives that, yeah. It gives past the chicken out because I don't like cold chicken. I don't know who likes it. And, and, and you know what? What else burns me up? People to sit there and eat cold chicken. You know what my mother say all the time? I don't mind no cold chicken. You just like to eat. Me personally, I need to enjoy what I'm eating. I'm, I'm just not going to be in here getting calories and gaining pounds, and I'm not physically and mentally enjoying what I'm eating. I don't have time for cold fried chicken. With that being said, y'all, this etiquette over this etiquette over the past two months, from November to December, has got to stop. Now, I don't know if you guys own homes. I don't know if you guys are in apartments, but what I do know is that rent is high. And on top of rent being high, you have to pay for parking at a lot of places. You know, if you got an apartment, you got to pay for your space. You know, if you got a house, you're going to just know that in your space in front of your house, that's yours, right? You know, you, can, you don't own the streets. But what you should have is some neighbor etiquette 101. Do not park in front of my house. Do not park your car in front of my house. And outside of you, tell your guests to park across the street offset of somebody else's front door because I find it so mm, it burns me up so bad don't park in front of my house now if you are having an event during the day that's one thing you know I can't be mad if a Saturday is going well and y'all down to a cookout and things like that but at the 10 o'clock people need to start moving their cars and you want to know why because I got to go home and you know why I always got stuff you know why else because I need to get it to my door and I'm not trying to walk too far but from my door where I I 
own my house. I need you to move your stuff. See, and that goes to people that's in the apartment, too. Don't have your friends parking them out, because I'm going to call a tow truck. Yeah, mm, it gives that patty. I don't want you, in, I don't want to do it. So with, without me wanting to be patty, and without me leaving you notes in Espanol on your trucks and on your cars, to say that I will really appreciate if you move your car from in front of my door. At least give me one parking space, sis. Sir, sir, you, over there. Give me one parking space for my worries and my troubles so when I come to home, I don't have to walk all the way across the street, down the block, around the corner where the dogs be at. I don't want to do that, okay? That's what's burning me up this week. You know what? I'm wore out was what's burning me up because I, don't, I, I just can't do the cold chicken. I can't do you parking in front of my house. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I get a little irritated, you know, but I start leaving notes. Very nice. Folded up. Card. Thank you. And let you know in Espanol how you tried. I'm that woman. Yep, I sure am. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for listening to Simple Beauty, the podcast. I am so grateful. Happy 2020. It is going to be an amazing year, not only for us as a community, but I believe that God is going to do everything that he is supposed to do in your life the same way he's going to do it in mine, and he's going to be intentional about it. So you guys make sure that you come back, okay, because I'm so excited. Next week we're going to have an amazing show all over again, and remember that you cannot put makeup on inner beauty. So let's just do the work. Bye.